Hi, this is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our podcast. We're doing a deep dive into the University of Notre Dame's Mendoza College of Business, and today we have a special treat. We have three MBA students, all in the two-year MBA program at Mendoza. They're in the class of 2019. They come from three very different backgrounds, and we're going to have a great discussion about the MBA experience, what it's like to go to the University of Notre Dame and do an MBA, why they've chosen the school, and some of the secrets about going to the Mendoza program. So I'm going to have each of the three introduce themselves first. Let's go with Sean first. Hi, my name is Sean Gwaltney, and I'm originally from Anchorage, Alaska. I came to Mendoza after 10 years in uh, project management roles spanning commercial construction and oil and gas. Great. And then we have Bernardo Jacu. Yes, thank you. My name is Bernardo Jacu, originally from Brazil. Uh, prior to Mendoza, I had a background in engineering and operations in the energy, utilities, and defense sector. I'm currently the president of the Business Analytics Club. Great. And then we have Maria Muldoon Landa. Hi, yeah, Maria Muldoon Landa. I actually come from Mexico, but via Dallas. And before my MBA or starting the MBA program here, I worked in advertising in New York City across a couple of different shops, variety of different clients, but excited to be here today. Great. We're excited to have you. So we have Brazil in the house. We have Mexico in the house and we have Alaska in the house. That's, that's, that's great diversity and a broad set of uh, backgrounds and skills. So let, let's start from the beginning. Why did each of you want an MBA? Maria? Sure. So I started thinking about getting my MBA about four years into my career. I was really loving the work that I was doing in the advertising side, but I started to take a look at what my client's role was, and that was very interesting to me. I wanted more ownership over the kind of work that I was doing. So I wanted to pivot from being on the client service side to being the actual client and leading brand strategy from the other side. Great reason to get an MBA to transition to something else. Bernardo? Yeah, so for me, uh, in the beginning of my work, I combine a lot of really technical knowledge in the oil field with some of the operations that we had day-to-day. And after a while, I realized that I was more in tune with the business side, being able to communicate, align stakeholders, and really become a connector for projects, initiatives. And that was my de- and that's what really led my decision to going back to business school. So you have an engineering background, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And then Sean? So, you know, very similar. I felt pigeonholed in my role as a project manager and isolated geographically in Alaska. And I decided to go get an MBA and begin applying at programs with national and global brand recognition so that I could diversify my career opportunities going forward. Right. All good reasons to get an MBA. I mean, most people are career switchers or they're people who use the degree to transition into something new and different that may be unavailable to them if they don't have the degree. So what's the biggest surprise? You know, you arrived on campus. Well, you're in your second year already, but when you arrived, what, what most impressed you? What surprised you about Notre Dame and Mendoza? Maria? I'll say what the most pleasant surprise was definitely my classmates. I think from the moment I walked in, I was completely impressed with everyone. Everyone here has a really unique and different background. You can tell just from the three of us. We come from very different industries and just life experiences. So that to me was a really pleasant surprise, just getting to know them and seeing what what they brought to the program. It was just, it created a really good environment from the very get-go. Bernardo? 
Yeah, myself, I went to the University of Florida for undergrads, very large public institute with 50,000 students. So coming to a smaller program, I was, I don't want to say hesitant or, any, or anything like that, but I didn't know what to expect. And it's been really interesting and awesome to have the sense of community, being able to connect with classmates at a, at a more intimate level. Um, I don't know if you guys ever read that book by Gladwell where he talks about the rule of 150. We're about 130 in a class. We can all really get to know each other. And that's been the most pleasant surprise for me, being able to just connect more deeply with my classmates. Yeah, that makes sense. And Sean? Dovetailing on Maria and Bernardo's point, one of the elements of the community is that it, it helps us transform into being the alumni community that is so iconic about Notre Dame. We are exposed to tremendous leaders and folks who embody the servant leadership culture that Notre Dame is known for. And I didn't expect to come to an MBA to transform as a person, but that's certainly what happened. And it's, it's been because of the community of the alumni. And obviously that bond was built because of the close connection to the classes that both Maria and Bernardo have mentioned. So bring us into the actual experience. What What is it like to go to the Mendoza program? I mean, what does it feel like? What does it look like for people who haven't visited the campus and are just trying to get their arms around what a true MBA experience is like? Who wants to take that on? So my experience, I came here sight unseen. I, my first... <laughs> My first day on campus is still imprinted in my mind very clearly. And there's something about this place. And you hear it from everybody when they come back, whether it's for football or to visit as speakers or, or just to reconnect with students and, and professors. When you get here, there is a sense of belonging and place. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the, the high quality of everything that you find at this school. It's, um, it's like Disneyland for education. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a beautiful campus, right? It really is. Even in the winter. Even in the winter. Exactly. Maria, do you have a perspective on uh, on this? Yeah, I, I think what Sean said is just really hits it completely straight on. There is, from the moment you walk in, you feel like you're part of something bigger. And I think that really makes an impression on you as a first-year MBA when you first start getting into your classes and you're starting to get to know your professors. You know, we have really small classes, and it all, from the very get-go, you just feel like this is a program that you're going to be able to impact, and it's definitely going to impact you. Right. Yep. What was the core curriculum like? Most people say that the most difficult part of any MBA program is the core where, you know, you just arrive, you've gone through orientation, and immediately you're thrust into those courses on accounting, finance, marketing, business basics, and it's a real drill. What was it like at Mendoza, Sean? Um, you know, the, the core curriculum is taught by some really passionate professors, and one in particular sticks out, who Professor Miller, who makes accounting a real treat to go to, <laughs> and you would never imagine, I mean, I certainly did not imagine saying that about that subject, but Sarve with statistics and the dad jokes, it's, you know, you come in and the core curriculum, actually, it's what you have to do, right? It's what makes an MBA program an MBA program. And yeah, it, it's a little bit of a slog, but it's also where you build your community on those projects and with those professors. And I think that that's 
an element I haven't heard other schools talk about. <laughs> I will say coming into the MBA program with no technical background and having only taken one other finance class in my life, I was absolutely terrified about the core. But I think what put my mind at ease right away was the fact that you really are going into the shared experience with your classmates. And just because you might not have a background in something technical, someone in your core group will. And the willingness of your fellow classmates to help you get through that subject is just has completely bettered my experience here. I remember before our first finance final, I was completely stuck. I had no idea what was going on in half of that class. And I sent one text out to our group chat and I had five people within five minutes ask if they if they could come over and help me understand it or help me through the problem set. So I think that even if you don't have that background and the core can be very intimidating for a lot of people, you are not going through it alone here. You're definitely going through it as a, as a group and as a class. So Maria, that's the poet's perspective. What's it, what, the quant's perspective can come from Bernardo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So with an engineering background, the technical classes, accounting, finance were pretty simple. But from a marketing strategy perspective, um, being able to kind of grasp those more subjective topics, that was tougher for me. Similarly to Maria, you had students or, and teammates who were more than willing to help you out in any situation. Um, so the core curriculum itself is something that is a part for the course. To dovetail off Sean a little bit, we have developed some interesting relationships with our professors. Like our accounting professor also is in a band, so we want to go watch him play. SARP, which is statistics, he does karaoke. So he was willing to help us do karaoke for us. So we end up developing these very intimate relationships with our professors, and we end up working for each other, right? Like we want to work for them because we know how much they care about us and vice versa. So that's a, it's very cool when you have that small, small relation or that small class size and building those relationships. I, I guess to your point about the quant, though, specifically there's uh, structured teams. There's pretty consistent schedule for the first little while where you're everybody is kind of on the same path together. They structure the classes. So 50% of the class is doing it for one, two hour stretch. And then the other 50% of the class does it for the other. And uh, it really, that those elements of consistency give us all that same foundation between economics, finance, accounting, statistics, and strategy and marketing. And what was it about, what was it about Mendoza in, in the first place that attracted you there? Who wants to take that on? I mean, Notre Dame is one of the most iconic brands of all time. Indeed. Um, and so when you, when you think about just what the name means, what this program means, not only to this area, but in the country and globally, it means something to come here. And then when you just get on campus again, it's, it's that small class size, it's that intimacy that you really don't get elsewhere. It was, I definitely came here uh, on the advice and, and following the kind of trusting in my friends, but something really interesting happens, I think, to a lot of us where we're in this process. And I, I'm not sure if this is totally kosher, but, you know, you, you may have a lot of different opportunities to go to different schools. And I mentioned to somebody, you know, I'm thinking about one of the other programs and Notre Dame. And the other program happens to be in the world of MBAs you know, kind of seen as being a, a higher ranked school. But the person I said it to was in industry and they said, oh, that's a no brainer. You go to Notre Dame. And it's just so fascinating how much this culture and brand carries outside of just this little small space that we all tend to over index on as an MBA. This really is a program that carries you for life. 
The other thing about the program, above and beyond the intimacy, the quality of the alumni network and its allegiance to the university, the beautiful campus, is the sense that at Mendoza, you know, you're you're taught to be something bigger than yourself, right? Community is important. Uh, you're taught in the classroom to think about the impact that decisions might have in the business world beyond just the bottom line. Can you speak to that? Yeah, that was actually one of the big reasons why I chose Mendoza. A lot of programs will say that they have this ethics component to their curriculum, but Mendoza is asked more of business. It's, it really carries through in everything that they do. Every single class that you were taught forces you to think about that subject and answer that question. And I think it just really, it really grounds you as a business person to not only be thinking about, like we said, the bottom line, but really we have an opportunity to make an impact, a positive impact in the world and in the lives of, of other people, whether that is if you're going into finance or if you're going into marketing, whatever your different discipline is, all of us have that very top of mind. And it's, it's not just the tagline on a brochure. You really do see that it carries through in the curriculum, the professors, and even the students that choose to come here. And the other thing that's uh, obvious here is all three of you are very much engaged in the community. I mean, Maria, you are the head of the MBA Marketing Club. Bernardo, you're the president of Business Analytics Club, which you noted before. Sean runs the student-led case interview curriculum to help people who want to get into consulting because a key part of screening for consultants is a case interview. I'm imagining that because of the size of the program, people have a lot of opportunities to sort of exercise their leadership muscles, right? Yes. Yes. And to that point, one of the really excellent elements of our club participation and success is the the closeness of the class breeds the collaboration between the club. So even though I focus on interview prep skills, case and behavioral, and anything else somebody may need, that translates across many different functions as case interviews are adopted in things like tech and, and marketing. You know, we open up the doors because of that closeness and we don't silo ourselves off. And that's, that's really a core element of how much of an impact you can create. Right. Now, how did you come to lead the case interview curriculum? Because you're not a former consultant. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it doesn't look like that, right? But um, case interviews are about a way of thinking. It's about a structured approach. It's about attacking a problem and finding a root cause and driving to thoughtful solutions. Those are skills that help anybody in any career. When I came to Notre Dame, I was targeting consulting originally. And it turns out that the, uh, the skills that you build when doing this are transferable across so many different disciplines. And I think that, especially for the three of us in this room, that's why our clubs have been so successful is that we have leveraged the skills that are built across the different disciplines. And Maria, as the head of the MBA Marketing Club, you led a Chicago CPG track. Tell us about that. So one of the one of the core things we really wanted our clubs to do this year across, I think, multiple clubs is to really introduce our members to different opportunities, different careers, different functions, um, and different companies. So being Notre Dame, we are, you know, we are in South Bend, Indiana. There's not too many big companies that make headquarters out here, but we are very close to Chicago. So we really wanted to use that to our advantage and uh, introduce 
our students to some of the big companies out there. So through our connections, whether it was through alumni or just personal connections in the industry that some of our leadership had, we set up three company visits um, in Chicago with about 15 students. And they got a chance to learn about different functions within marketing, in specifically in the consumer packaged goods industry. We went to two big companies and then one agency to get a really full perspective of what marketing is as a whole. And I think it was a really great event for students to just understand how marketing works in the real world and starting to see what kind of careers they could have and just making those networking opportunities for them. Right. And now as president of the Business Analytics Club, Bernardo, you've done some interesting things as well, right? Yes, we've done, uh, we've modeled a lot of our curriculum off some of the great work Sean's done with the consulting club. Mm -hmm. We've partnered with different clubs to show how analytics touches different industries and functional areas. And manifestation of that was the Chicago Trek, where we partnered with the marketing, technology, and finance club to visit four different companies of, of students' choice to allow them to understand how analytics applies in these functions. So, for example, we went to Pepsi and met with their strategic insights team so students can understand how Pepsi is leveraging data to make decisions. Right now, the university is investing a lot of money and resources and expertise into the business analytics program. We'll have a one-year MSBA program next year and a dual degree option that we have. So we look at our club as a mechanism to build that awareness for the university and really start pushing those outcomes and align strategically. You know, to that point, Bernardo and the business analytics, entire leadership team and the club as a whole uh, really represent one of the, the great successes, right? There's no role out there or there's not that many roles that explicitly say, hey, we need business analytics people. But more and more, you see employer feedback, hey, how do we use big data? We want candidates that understand how to tell a story with data, and everybody needs these skills. So the Business Analytics Club, under Bernardo's leadership, has taken that charge and really examined all of the different ways you can use the tools that are, that are really prioritized inside our program in roles that may just be you know, corporate strategist or finance person number two. You know, it matters everywhere you go, the skills that that club is delivering. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. And if you had to say, what are some of the myths or misconceptions about the program? What would you identify? That being in South Bend is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's probably the biggest sticking point. And we've got a brand new interview facility that helps. I mean, more companies are going to virtual interviewing anyway. So you have a world-class experience when you have to do that sort of thing. You learn how to do it. And I think it makes us better candidates as a whole. The travel element is not that big of a deal. No, it's fine. I would also say that you only come to Notre Dame if you like football. <laughs> Even though we have <laughs> amazing season and we're all big fans. And the football games are a really important part of the experience and they're very fun and the tailgating is obviously as much fun as you think it is. But you don't have to be a football person to come to Notre Dame. A lot of people come here not knowing anything about football and you can get immersed in the culture or you don't have to be immersed in that part of the culture. But Right. And and we, we think we think about Notre Dame, you know, also the city of South Bend comes to mind. Obviously, that's where we are. Um, right now, there's a lot of buzz going on in the city of South Bend. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, he's doing a great job. He's been mayor, I think, for the past eight eight to ten years, fourth in the DNC chair. 
He is really revitalizing the downtown, and Notre Dame understands that in order to attract better talent, we need to improve the actual city itself. So there's been a big push within the university and the city to build up the downtown, revitalize the surrounding areas, and make South Bend a place that people want to come to. Because the South Bend is actually pretty rich, and this used to be a bustling community. It had Studebaker, but through globalization, similarly to what most places in the Midwest have gone through, they've lost people. Right now, we've got the Idea Center. We've got big pushes. Um, we want to become a beta test city where we can you can test your ideas in the surrounding area. So I think there's a lot of excitement, a lot of cool things going on in South Bend, and you're going to see a lot of construction and a lot of new bars, restaurants, and uh, and property and, and commercial development. Yeah, commercial development. So tell me, each of you, what so far has been your favorite course or your favorite professor and why? Ooh, my favorite class, I'm in it right now, and I really like it. I'm taking a class on ethics in emerging markets, taught by Professor Holt, who is one of my favorite professors of all time. And each class, we dive into a case on a business problem in the developing world. I have, I have learned so many interesting things and he is great at moderating the discussion and you really get a chance to learn from your fellow students and discuss these really big problems in a small classroom setting. Um, and I've, I've been really, really enjoying that class. I think I've told everyone to take it. You know, my favorite class is uh, taught by Seth Barry, Professor Seth, Seth Barry, although you'd, you'd shoot me if Professor was in front of his name. Um, advanced statistical inference. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Again, Whoa, like, really? Jump out at you. Well, I mean, it's one of these you don't expect to go into it and have a great time. But one, Seth brings to the table just a rich experience of his own, but he's also teaching super practical tools in terms of data storytelling. And yes, it's like statistics too, right? And you learn all these different treatments and procedures and why you use them and when you don't. But Oh my word! Or, or the way he just makes that come alive and teaches you in, uh, in the exact way that you would use it in the real world is—it uh, it makes the class a really rich experience. And I think the people who took it were like, "Oh my gosh, this is what advanced statistical inference is! I want to do more of this." <laughs> I took his class last last year, and I used some of the tools and techniques that he taught us in that class to in my project. So, very useful. So let's play a game. We'll do like a lightning round kind of thing. Each of you, uh, give me three adjectives that describe the Mendoza MBA experience. Let's start with Bernardo. Oh, okay. Intimate, rewarding, transformational. Oh, those are good ones. They are good ones, and it's going to be harder for the last person to go. So, Maria, I'm going to put you in the middle. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> three adjectives. Bernardo took all the really good words. I'm not going to lie. I would say it's been, did you say rewarding? Mm -hmm. Oh, crap. It has been, well, I mean, it's really fun. I'll give it that. <laughs> it's fun. It's challenging. And it's been exciting. Go with that. Okay. I like that. All right. Now, now you're really up against the wall here. Give me your three. Sean. Yeah. Uh, authentic. Authentic, I like that. Compassionate and targeted. Targeted? Why targeted? It's targeted to each of our own outcomes and experiences. This program doesn't funnel people into typical MBA exits. They funnel them 
to the right fit for that person for a lifetime. Okay. So, okay, that's that's fair. And now each of you are going to be dean for the day. What change would you make in the in the program? Sean, why don't we start with you? You're dean. What do you do? I put I put students out there with especially the marketing a lot more front and center and tell the story of the transformation into the alumni instead of exactly that the alumni network is great it is incredible you can't believe how amazing the alumni network is but the reason it's amazing is because the students transform when they're here and putting that putting that experience in the hands of um of, of new candidates and of the brand in general, I think would be the big thing that I would, I would emphasize. Maria, you're Dean. I would love to see more visiting professors or having a little bit more exposure to industry professionals in the, um, in the classroom setting. So I would do that. We have amazing staff here and amazing faculty, but I think that there's always room to gain from different experiences and perspectives. So bringing in people with a little bit different backgrounds at times, I think, would be really beneficial to the program and the students. Okay. And our last dean for the day is? <laughs> wow, I'm trying to think about this. So I guess putting on my, my analytics cap, we're making a big push in analytics right now, and we are investing a lot of money in that program. I would like it. There, there's some structural suggestions I may have in terms of bringing it up as a true functional area, put it next to a marketing, have more resources allocated to developing that as a career outcome. Because right now the market is trying to understand what that looks like. And it'd be great if we could do a better job of shaping that. Great. So what advice do you have to people who are would-be applicants who you know, want to want to check out Notre Dame and Mendoza and get a better understanding of what it would be like to be on campus with you folks. What advice do you have, Maria? I would say first thing, no matter where you're applying to, you have to really make sure that the program is the right fit for you. So I think doing doing the research and actually getting on campus and getting a feel for it, talking to the students here, visiting a, a class, and really getting a sense for what the Notre Dame spirit is. I think we can talk about it all you want. And obviously we're all very impacted by the experience here, but there is something magical, like Sean was saying, about when you get to campus, this place really does, it makes you take a step back and really just appreciate it and appreciate the the setting that you're in. So I think if you could get yourself to campus and check it out and get a sense from it from the current students and reach out to us, I know you can go on the website right now and many of us have our information posted where you can actually contact the student and you can get firsthand from them what has made this experience so, so powerful. And I think the more students you can talk to, you can get a better sense whether that is the right fit for you or not. Right. Great advice. Bernardo? I would say that if you're going to come to Notre Dame, be prepared to earn the alumni title. A lot of people come here and, and think that, oh, I just show up and there's a legendary network and that's all you really have to do. Um, but the reason why the network matters is because we work really, really hard for one another so that when we, when I give you a, rec- give, give you a recommendation because you go to Notre Dame, it's because you've earned that recommendation. So just making sure that people are coming, are coming here, really going down a journey of self-improvement and really earning that title of what it means to be a Notre Dame alumni. All right. And Sean? So the, the big piece of advice is, is kind of, extensions of, of what both Bernardo and Maria said and know, know why you're getting an MBA. 
B, instead of running from your career, run to your outcome. And running to the outcomes that this school can provide will improve your experience, even if that decision changes. And for my experience, it did change. But I was so advantaged by having a clear path when I set foot on campus and that I was running with a purpose towards an outcome so that I knew when to change because data changed. All great advice. So listen, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, And for everyone else out there, if you want a little more insight into the student experience at Notre Dame for an MBA, check out our Meet the Class series. In fact, Sean is featured in our Meet the Class of 2019 at uh, Mendoza, so you can check him out and actually even see what he looks like, which which I have done myself. (laughs) So, hey, thanks to all of you, and good luck on your careers. You're at the tail end of the program now with only a half year to go. I bet you you're feeling like all of you are walking on clouds right now. Yeah, it's really it's really fantastic to have the time to enjoy the, the process. All right. Well, good luck. This is John Barron with Parts and Quants. This is our deep dive into the University of Notre Dame's Mendoza College of Business. There you have the student perspective. Join us for other parts of our series soon. Thanks for watching and listening.